who doesn't love a great novelty song, right? Novelty songs have been a part of rock music for as long as there has been rock music. Do you guys know that when rock music first came out, like when Elvis first, everybody thought those were novelty songs. Really? Now today they are staples. Okay, so in this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, we're going to count down the top 10 greatest rock and roll novelty songs of all time. Stick around. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Moms and dads, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. I am the ringmaster of this wild and crazy podcast that we're going to do for you folks about novelty songs. We talk about all kind of crazy crap on this thing. Uh, Next week is our, it's the second week of the month already. And we are going to be discussing Walking to Clarksdale, uh, the Page Plant album, you know, essentially the only Led Zeppelin reunion kind of we ever really got, but it's great. And we're going to be excited to talk about that. And we have a lot of really cool podcasts uh, coming up for you guys in the future, as well as uh, we are working on one about the top 10 greatest fictional bands. Mm, Yeah. You know, well, what did we? What was the movie we watched? Uh, you said you had to get, and I bought it on on DVD, and we watched it. Oh, um, fabulous Stains. The fabulous Stains. Oh, Stains. fabulous Stains. Yeah, yeah. Stains. Okay. Yeah, I mean that, that that's a really good example. Um, so anyway, so that we uh, we're always thinking and uh, trying to keep you guys amused and entertained with our uh, 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 fantabulous yet misguided uh, insights <laughs> into uh, rock music. We are giant rock fans. If it's got big loud guitars and in your face, we're all about it here. Uh, speaking of loud guitars in your face, and uh, one of the ways to get the guitar in somebody's face is to have an awesome custom artwork. I, I, you know, Chris refers to these things as paint jobs, but I think they're artwork. I mean, it take, he takes what you got, it turns your instrument to a piece of art. Uh, Wolf's Customs, Chris Thunderwolf Dodson, uh, look him up on social media. Uh, Chris Thunderwolf Dodson, big supporter of our, our, um, of our podcast for many years now, wolfscustoms.online. But he said the best way to get a hold of him is through social media. So look him up, check out what he's got. And if you're out there gigging, and it's not just guitars, whatever whatever musical instrument you have, it's just kind of really cool to have something like really special that looks nothing like anybody else's guitar. So check that out. Uh, rockrageradio.com is where you want to go to hear great music content 24-7. Totally free of charge. It's an app. You go to rockrageradio.com, download the app, and um, then the rest is just like listening. It's it's that simple. You download and listen. Like, who doesn't love that? <laughs> easy peasy. Uh, <clears throat> easy peasy. Right, exactly. Um, so go to rockrageradio.com, check that out. Speaking of Rock Rage Radio, we do have uh, one of Rock Rage Radio's, like, hottest uh, shows represented here on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I love how we have this sort of cross-pollination thing going on. Um, but is that what it is? We have Lily Six, Lily V6. What's up? And Lily, what's, what is your show again? My show is Hot Licks with Lily Six. It's on Thursdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the free RockRageRadio.com. RockRageRadio! 
<laughs> awesome. And um, wherever you're listening, hit the little, um, it's kind of a sideways V-shaped thing with two little dots on it. it that means to the share. <laughs> you can share the podcast. So wherever you're listening, your Spotify, iTunes, you're uh, uh, watching it on YouTube, uh, hit the share button right away and uh, share with all your friends because chances are if you dig it, they dig it. And it really helps us to uh, reach a wider audience and continue to give you great uh, uh, podcasts every week. Uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com and Lou Lombardi Music.com to uh, get uh, more information about what we have going on, become a part of our inner circle group on Facebook, and get access to all kind of exclusive music and uh, 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 videos and things like that. So check that out. Uh, Lou Lombardi Music.com, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com. Oh, wow. So we had a, uh, we're going to get into the topic, I promise. But I, we've been told to banter. So oh. people like the <laughs> oh, banter. banter. <clears throat> so we're going to get into the topic, but we're going to banter Bill Damiano. Mm, sure, sure. Bill sure. Damiano. He hates, don't want to call him Damiano. He really well, gets, yeah. he gets like a whole, like he gets his back up on Low it. Lombardi. Yeah. Yeah. Low. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, um, now, we did something super fun last Tuesday. Oh didn't my god! We did yes. do that. What Holy did we do? Can't tell the tell the kids at home what we did, guys. God, tell them, Lily. Tell them. We went to go see Anna Popovic. Yeah. And Stu's band, uh, AC. The Thank you. AC and the Resistors. Yes. yes. <laughs> so good times. It was a great show. It's the first time I ever got to see her live, and mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. blew me away. I'm not even gonna lie, I enjoyed it a lot. <clears throat> that girl can very play en- guitar and very energetic. Yes. <laughs> which is important to me to have some sort of a stage presence. Yes. So. Uh, it was a. Uh, it's Anna Popovic is a uh, Serbian uh, blues guitarist, singer, songwriter. Yeah, kind of styled in uh, after Stevie Ray Vaughan in a fashion. Right. Um, you know that's you know sort of thing. She you know you know has the great look and uh, she's a monster guitarist. Anna has had many incarnations. I've that was my the fifth time I've ever seen her play, and. Um, each time it's a little different. Each time it's very often it's com- a completely different band uh, playing with her, um, and she's gone from the sort of like uh, actually she ha- she was any actual like band when she very first started was doing like alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So, yeah, you know, wow. yeah, very. She was very very young, and uh, but when she came out, she sort of came out as a kind of Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, guitar, bass, drums, you know, Stratocaster playing just straight up that blues rock thing, explored that for a while, did acoustic stuff, did real pop, uh, that's like that sort of Bonnie Raitt, Keb Mo, right, sure. pop blues kind of thing, you know what I mean? And right now, I, this is the, I think she's, what she's doing now is absolutely insane. It's fan freaking fantastic. She's, it's a kind of her like if you think about it she's a really hot guitar player really really smoking guitar player uh with say you would have a really good great guitar player like that fronting tower of power or james brown yeah there was some real nice funk to that yeah yeah, or prince or something like that There was this whole thing going on with the horn section stuff Mm -hmm. that was just i mean what they were doing was just Mm -hmm. fan fan fantastic it was it was so hot um and I was like, yeah, that was like my favorite incarnation of, of, of her, uh, you know, of her music there, which is just really, really good. Um, if you get a chance, if she's coming to a city, 
near you, I would definitely check out this tour. I was telling a buddy of mine, I was telling the Hawk, and he's like, yeah, he says, uh, you know, Stu played me some of her stuff. She's really good. I said, I said dude, I said, like, that's nothing. You've got to go see it. Because nothing like being in the room with it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it was a, it was a real experience. They were they were really really good. And of course, I did. And and, and I'm not just uh, blowing smoke. Uh, AC and the Resistors is a really tight man too. Oh. Like yeah. if you're in the yes. Pittsburgh area, they play around a lot. <clears throat> you know, the kind of blues rock, classic rock with blues sort of you know, t- together. Uh, Tony Corrado is a great guitar player, mm-hmm. and he's a good, mm-hmm. really good front man. Um, so uh, check those guys out as well. So yeah, that was our uh, fun outing a, last Tuesday. Field trip, we had yeah. A yeah, yeah, field trip. <laughs> field trip. <laughs> I had to. They everybody had their permission slips, and they brought their brown bag lunch. And, yeah, uh, it was delicious. You know, <laughs> no, I just ate loose fries off of his plate. <laughs> I didn't bring a lunch. Fries, okay. They're French fries. They're very Frenchy fries. French. Wait. The jig is up. Okay, now let's get. Um, do you want? Oh, do you want to start talking about novelty? I thought we were already being kind of a novelty act ourselves, we are right there. A <clears throat> um, feeling very novel tonight. You know, I feel like tonight, Lily, is a kind of novel night. Is it? How many times can you say novel in <laughs> one sentence? Not navel. Oh. Oh. You're not a navel doctor, oh, are you? Oh my goodness. What is that? That's a very specialized field. That kind of makes me sick to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this guy? Gypsum Fuki. He does not come up on mine, so I don't don't know what that means. Oh, that's somebody on... That's... Oh, dude, dude, dude. That's that's on um, YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) So... Oh, well, thank you, uh, YouTuber, for watching with us. Okay. Hello. Um, So let's go ahead and get into our topic. We always start with Lily, so we're not going to break tradition. Mm-hmm. And um, so, Lily, what do you have? I know that we, Lily had a little computer error. I am having technical difficulties between my house and Lou's house, which is about 25 steps. Somehow my notes got all jumbled, but I will try my best here. <laughs> um, the first song I have on my list is Three Little Pigs by Green Jelly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's a great jam. Yes. Nice. Uh, car- uh, I said jam. See what I did there? <laughs> You're sick. <clears throat> Song by American comedy rock band Green Jelly from their first video album, Serial Killer. Serial being serial, not like this. Uh, released by <laughs> Zoo Entertainment in 1992 uh, with the original band name Green Jello. The single was re- released on May 24th, 93 under the name Green Jelly due to the lawsuit between Jello and the band. Oh, boy. Uh, the song peaked at number 17 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in the summer of 93. Uh, it stayed on the it's listing. The summer for, of '93. Stayed on the listing for 20 weeks. Um, the chart success can be partially a, a, attributed to the song's unique and heavily aired music video. The song was ranked number 35 on VH1's 40 Most Awesomely Bad Metal Songs Ever. What? <laughs> the song's stop motion claymation music video received regular rotation on MTV, and in 1993, it was certified gold by the RIAA. Um, it was notable for being the first known music single to debut only in video form. Um, when the music video, it is a great video. It is yeah, fun. It's, a, great it's video. a lot of fun. When the music video was first shown on MTV, fans could buy the song on videotape, but not on CD. In 93, however, the single was finally released in CD form. Okay. There are two versions of the song. They had to change some lyrics. Uh, the original lyric, he was uh, he was kind of stoked and spent most of his day just a ganja smoking. The modified version is he was kind of stoked and spent most of his days in the sun just soaking. Oh. However, the video retained pot culture references in the part of this in this part of the song. So mm-hmm. that is my first pick. <laughs> Very good. 
Very good Crowd one. Crowd goes crazy. <laughs> good one. Wow, they really liked it. Um, they really liked no it. kidding. Wow, it's little. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Wow. <laughs> um, Great pick. I, yeah. um, That is one of those. <clears throat> it's on several playlists of mine. It's on my YouTube playlist. Uh-huh. It's on my Spotify uh-huh. playlist. Um, just, I just think it's bad. I think, the, I think it's heavy as. It really yeah, is. I'll get the oh, fuck yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like. Um, it, it's wildly entertaining. Everybody sings to it mm-hmm. whenever it comes on. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, the only thing about that when you have a song like that, though, is that when people, if they go out and play live, right. all people probably stand there the whole time and play, you know, play three little bass, play much. three little bass, play three. There's one, there's, you know, they That's play, play there's that one now. guy, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and he's not, he doesn't even have an excuse, like he's not autistic or anything, he's just a dick. <laughs> He's just one of those guys. Um, He's the freebird guy. There was a, uh, there was a, I saw, I actually saw something like this happen. Um, I was at one of those, um, I was a member of WYEP uh, Mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh for a while. And um, uh, I got, you know, got free passes to all kinds of stuff to do. But they did this great thing over on the North Shore and they brought a bunch of artists in. This was probably in the early 2000s that were like, what I call YEP artists. These right. were the guys that were like their um, <clears throat> um, um, audience was like that, you know, kind of postgraduate school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, uh, they call it album adult alternative well, AAA. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, okay, <clears throat> that sort of thing. And 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 some of the band, the, the bands that played. I can't believe this is all coming to me. This is a really good weed. Um, <laughs> Was John Gorka? Wow, I can't believe I remember this. Um, action figure party. Well, okay. And Sonny Landreth, who like that's really what I was really excited to see was Sonny Landreth, um, because uh, Sonny, I don't know if you know who he is. He's like the Ingve of Slide. Okay. He's oh, an amazing. Okay. And he has this killer tone. He's just yeah, yeah. like awesome. He plays, plays the shit out of this amazing Strat and everything. <clears throat> but in, he was playing Strat at the time, and, and he did switch to Les Paul. I digress. And the but the what brings me to this uh, story is Freddie Johnson uh, had um, you know he was playing there too, and he had this big, big, big hit called Bad Reputation, and um, it made it onto regular radio a bit too. You know, it's like probably on the top 100, or yeah. maybe top 40, but you know, not super big song. Um, and the he gets up there, you know, the, the lady from YEP interest, Freddie Johnson. And he gets up there, and it's, it's, he's playing acoustic. It's quiet. He's not like he's kind of taking his time talking to the crowd. And there's some moron right in the front, play bad reputation, play bad reputation. Oh but, and, and, and everybody was felt so we're oh. like, we're like, we're, oh, dude, you're making Pittsburgh look bad, dude. Yeah. Like, knock it off. He was like, he's like, he's just, he's, we're gonna get to it. I promise. <laughs> oh my god. Just out of spite, he should not have played it that night. You know, he like, did. Thank you. Good night. And he sounded great doing yeah. it. And he did, did bring the house down. This is for that guy. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> that guy. That guy was passed out on the grass. Of course. But by the time, yeah. I think he waited until the guy was passed. Yeah. Out. He went, oh, he's out now. I would have. <laughs> 
<laughs> at that point. But um, what song is it you want to hear? But but I can imagine that happening to Green Jello because that's really the only song. But I'm, right. I'm sure that Green Jello plays a rocking show. And if you guys are listening, love to have you on. We're huge fans. We're just have we're just goofing and having having a good time. Um, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Pittsburgh hey, himself, Mr. There? Kevin. All right, so I'm going to start with this one just because I have a kind of a funny story to go along with it. And funny I know, as in funny, ha ha. I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to be your clown. What am, what am, what am I, like your clown? You're my clown? You're, not, you're going to be my clown? My, I'm your clown. What, what are you here to make me laugh? T- Tommy. Tommy, you son of a bitch. Anyway, oh, um, so uh, this, this, this is like this guy's shtick, right? This is what he's known for, and, I'm, and it's a Weird Al, right? Oh, boy. Never heard of him. Oh, well, there's this guy. <laughs> and the other reason I bring this up is because uh, the song smells like Nirvana, okay? My kids love Weird Al. <laughs> to this day, they love Weird Al. You, you've seen him live how many times? Twice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you saw him more, but I thought you were That I'm going to admit to. But I, like, standing outside his house with binoculars does not count as seeing him live. <laughs> but anyway. So, uh, That's so, a great behind the music, by the way. The Weird Al behind the music. Oh, I've seen I may have one. seen it. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, I mean, it's they're really, really good. good musicians and, you know, songwriters and stuff. But uh, so we're, uh, the kids are little, my kids are little. We're driving in the car and Nirvana comes on, smells like Teen Spirit. And my kids are banging their heads, having a good time. And finally, my son stops and looks at me and goes, there's something wrong with this song. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, the, the lyrics are all wrong. <laughs> and at that point, I realized he had never heard the Nirvana. He'd only known Weird Al. Wow. smells like Nirvana. That's great. And uh, so I cracked up. So I, of course, you know. Took him home and let him listen to Nirvana. I'm like, there you go. See, this is where it all comes from. He goes, so all of Weird Al's songs are actually other songs. I'm like, <laughs> there you go. You're picking up what I'm putting on, putting down now. But uh, yeah, so that's the only reason I added it to this list. That's, I thought that was kind of a cute little story. That is a great story. That's a, that's, a, that's a great story. <laughs> he didn't realize it. <laughs> had no idea. Like, well, that's a kind of testament though to how great Weird Al is, exactly. though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like. I, I, you know, to this day, I like the, um, uh, his, uh, American, not the American Pie, but my, my, this here. Oh, the, the saga. Yeah, I like it better than American or Pie. Something, or something like, yeah. <laughs> See, now, my choice for Weird Al, and I'm not going to sit here and read the whole thing, but White and Nerdy for you two. Shut up. Because wow. I love you guys. Wow. <laughs> you have a strange way this of showing This is Lily's love. last week. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to thank her for all her Bye. service with us. But no, no, no. That backfired quickly. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> I was going to say that one for you, too. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Oh, welcome. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, no. No, you're not. That's the sad part. <laughs> I want to talk about... Don't look, Ethel! There you go. <laughs> She'd already been incensed. Oh, God. Here we go. I, I, I actually probably should have picked The Day the Squirrel Went Berserk. That's actually probably <laughs> That's my favorite one. one. But the streak is the most famous. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, sir. And, oh, man. So, oh, so you guys, here's young whippersnappers out there. don't understand. Don't remember. There was this thing that happened in the late 70s, this fad that happened <laughs> in the 70s called streaking. Mm-hmm. And it was just a thing where people would take off all their clothes, and then they, they, then they would, like, kind of, like, bomb, uh, you know, a, like a, a football game, a baseball baby, game. Yeah. You know, you know, a, a, you know, a funeral, a church service, yeah, and they would just run by naked, very as fast as they could, 
and um, it happened at like televised happened on televised sporting events. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. We have a streaker. And we're the days. And um, it was it was naughty but harmless. Right. Nobody you know got what I mean? Hurt. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, usually the cops and stuff were pretty easy on right, once right. they caught the person. It wasn't like that big of a deal. It was like, don't do it again, <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, you can't do that now, though. <laughs> no. Forget oh, that. No. Yeah, well, yeah, we live in a different world. But you wear but, a mask. <laughs> you wear a mask and you're streaking, you're okay. <laughs> we can wear a rescue okay. for streaking and rescue because you wear a mask. <laughs> I mean, that's legit. <laughs> Too legit to quit. That's mm-hmm. what we are here at the Dini Rock and Roll Circus. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tell him, Bones. Thank you. <laughs> Bones knows why. Bones is here. He's here. He, he's he, drunk, though. Yeah, he's all right. He's, little, he's, he's doing just, okay. He's yeah, doing okay. He works for beer. The, he's, he's, he's got... <laughs> he he's, works for Thunderbird. I feel he's, like he's been here all day. Look, <laughs> he has. That's the problem. He's, he, he's, work, he's been working with top people. Oh, oh yeah? Top. No way. No, top people. Yeah? Uh, <laughs> Stevens was inspired to write... The streak after reading an article about streaking, which is a fad. It just meant, especially among college students, uh, ran around naked in public. Okay, so you get the idea. Uh, by the time Stevens recorded this, a bunch of other songs about streaking had already been released. It, uh, he took uh, to. He took it to a Nashville radio station, and the song got a great response when uh, they played it. Mm-hmm. Stevens recalled in an interview with Bart Herbison of Nashville Songwriters uh, uh, Association International. There were about a dozen other records about streaking on the market before I could get mine out. Really? And I was pretty fast. I wrote the song the minute I heard about streaking and got it in the studio and I cut it. People were just, I don't know how they got their records out so fast, but they weren't all that good. When mine came out, it took the market. It was the one the radio liked. In other words, it was well-crafted. Um, five days after it was released, one of the most high-profile streaks took place at the Academy Awards oh, when yes. advertising executive Robert Opel streaked past David Niven live on TV. <laughs> this added to the public's fascination with streaking yeah. and helped the song become a huge hit. I wonder if, like, uh, maybe... Um, Ray Stevens is like publicist or somebody paid somebody, somebody so, paid Robert Opal to do that. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> we got the song, you know, I mean, it's the kind of shit that happened, that like happened. I still happens in, 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 in the entertainment uh-huh. industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, again, harmless though. Just like streaking, totally harmless. Um, it's a great song. And there's even a music video like later on. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. They I did make that. a, they did I've make a music it. video of it's corny, but you know, and I don't know, like, if, if, if you know, the, the, the kids would even get get the song. Maybe not. They may, yeah, it may mean dated. nothing to them. But it was a big hit, and streaking was a really fun fad. <laughs> okay. I said fad. Not not the F-A-G word. I didn't say that either. Oh. It's just how streaking a fad. I didn't say fag. <laughs> no. That's what you... That's What's a, that's a cigarette? You, that's why a you, cigarette. Why would you... Why, why would you <clears throat> anyway, so um, we got Lily V6. What's going on with Lily V6? So my next one on my list is Barbie Girl oh, by yeah. Aqua from, I think, 1996. Uh, half my notes are gone. Um, Barbie World. No, 97. Third single from the group's debut studio album, uh, Aquarium. It was written after... Uh, one of the uh, one of the people in the group's rusted saw an exhibit um, in Denmark that featured Barbie dolls. The song oh. topped the charts worldwide, particularly particularly in Europe, con- European countries such as the United Kingdom, 
where it was a number one hit for four weeks and remains one of the best-selling singles of all time. Um, in the U.S., it peaked at number seven on the Billboard, um, where it remains Aqua's biggest hit single, and their only one to reach the top ten. Um, it is their most popular song, sadly. They do have others. This is the one that made it anywhere. Oh, it also became the subject of the controversial lawsuit by Mattel, of course, versus MCA Records. So, yeah. And it's very catchy, and I do uh-huh. find myself singing to it when it comes on. Yeah, so. I don't. I, I have one, and that's I would put I put in the same vein that came out in this century on, on my list. Is, uh, um, it's a... Um, <laughs> it's a... Silly. Your song. <laughs> you know. Um, do you guys want to know what a novelty song actually is? Yes. Sure. I did have that in my notes originally, but those are gone now. They're gone. Okay. They're in the stratosphere. <laughs> they went bye-bye. <clears throat> um, so this is from Britannica.com. So it's got to be legit. Right. right. Mm-hmm. You would think. Um, yeah. Uh, novelty song, popular song that is either written and performed as a novelty or that becomes a novelty when removed from its original context. Regardless of which of these two categories applies, the assumption is that the song is popular because of its novelty, because it sounds different from everything else being played on the radio or jukebox. It follows that novelty hits are unique. The second time around, the sound is no longer novel. However, a novelty song can change people's listening assumptions and hits the record and hits that the record industry has treated as novelties have often turned out to be precursors to new musical styles. Let's we were saying earlier, um when when Elvis came out, mm-hmm. everybody thought, you know, those were novelty songs. Songs written performed as novelties have usually been comic songs in tradition that goes back to British hall music. Hits hits such as Laughing Policeman. Uh, or Bill Buchanan and Dickie Goodman's The Flying Saucer. And, of course, who could forget Sheb Woolley's Flying Purple People Eater, like which I song. think we're going to be talking about later. Uh, these, these things sold particularly well. Uh, comedians like Stan Freyberg and Peter Sellers were specializing in musical satire. Um, but the music, the, the market for, uh, for joke records started to decline in the 50s. And uh, because there was a lot of children's things, that was one of the reasons. Second, comedy and music see, uh, scenes diverged as comedians moved from radio to television. There were comedies aimed primarily at youth. <clears throat> so there were some things that changed. Uh, non-comic novelty songs either reflect non-musical events. The British charts fill up football-related songs during the World Cup competition, for instance, or show off new instrument instrumental sounds that tor- torpedoes hit uh, Telstar which first uh, which uh, which was the first of many electronic novelties um, do you remember the song from the 70s popcorn mm-hmm. it's all done on a Moog synthesizer yep. oh, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and it sounds it just sounds like popcorn popping it's kind of fun silly uh, this is the context in which a, a second category of a novelty song is significant sort of exotic hits across uh, the world to be heard on western radio the African song uh, Tom Hark and some and some stuff like that so um, there's a lot of um, uh, you know so you know the, you know it, this is a long tradition going like way way back to like the beginning of everything and just some, some stuff some songs that you guys may know like um, uh, Rick D's disco duck <laughs> yes um, was a sort of like 
also a big disco hit as well. It wasn't just, you know, and, uh, and, you know, Rapper's Delight came out. And people originally treated that as, like an, a novelty, as a novelty yeah, song. Now, so rap became, new, yeah. you know, a, uh, a whole musical genre. So sometimes that's the way that um, a new musical style gets kind of uh, gets snuck in. It's oh. funny. Or it's, or it's novelty sneak. or has some sneak little different sneak. thing to it. It's novel. Not a novel. Just novel. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough when something like that happens because, like, so like a lot of bands, like after Nirvana broke, Nirvana broke. <laughs> any band that even you know, that was just even instrumentally like that was said, "Oh, they're just trying to be Nirvana." You know, <laughs> I mean, Bush took a lot of shit yeah. over that, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um, anyway, so that's a little bit of a kind of thing about you know, a little background on what a no- novelty song actually is. Whose turn is it? What you want to talk it's about you. there, Mr. Pittsburgh? Well, I, before the podcast, you and I were sitting here talking. I wrote I wrote one down that just popped into my head. But guess what? You just mentioned it. It was oh. Rick D's Disco Duck. Also on my list. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> do you want to fill in the details on it? Lil, do you have Lily, a I will find the details on it in real if I could do, quick second. I, if I could do disco, Donald Duck, I would disco talk duck. Uh, Performed by Rick D's and his cast of idiots basically <laughs> at Kinda the like time us. Dee's was a Memphis disc jockey it became number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 for one week in October of 76 uh, also made the top 20 on the Billboard Hot Soul Singles chart peaking at number 15 wow it was initially released uh, in the south by Estelle Axton's free tone label but it was later released by RSO Records for uh, national and international distribution the song earned a 1977 People's Choice Award <laughs> for a favorite new song yeah well um, <laughs> People's choice. Seventies were messed up. Duck. Yeah. Wow. It's uh, d- there's a Donald Duck esque voice as the main plot point. The story within Disco Duck centers on a man at a dance party who is overcome by the urge to get up and get down in a duck like manner. When the music stops, he sits down. But when he decides to get up and dance again, he finds that everyone in the room is now doing his dance. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> I mean that came out. I was I was just a kid, so the novelty of hearing the Donald Duck voice—it probably was like, oh yeah, Disney. right. But yeah. I like new guys that were like two years older than me, and they're like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "It's a great song." I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> now, in my fifties, I realize, no, it's not. Yeah. So there you go. I'm. Um, we could stay in the seventies all day. We could. And sixties. Really There's we're, a lot of sixties. But we're going to. We are going to. To dip into something a little bit more moderner. Okay. And um, I think the Tenacious D, oh, yeah. novelty or not, writes really great rock songs. And this is absolutely one of them. Tribute. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, from the album Tenacious D from 2001. Uh, the song finds Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D hitchhiking down the road when Satan appears. Well, so, all right, it's great. Yep. Uh, and tells him to play the best song in the world or he will eat their souls. Forgetting what the greatest song in the world is, they play something else as a tribute and it's dedicated uh, and it's decided that that song is now the best song in the world. Um, according to uh, Jack Black, he played One by Metallica to Gas and called it the best song in the world. They wanted to make something close to it, but instead decided to make 
uh, a tribute to it. The Stairway to Heaven riff at the end probably signifies the general view that the song as the song is the best song in the world. The devil in the song's voice is Foo Fighter singer and Nirvana <laughs> drummer Dave, Dave Grohl. Grohl. He, he did play on the album. Um, Warren Fitzgerald of legendary uh, punk band The Vandals contributed the guitar solo on this song. Warren and Kyle have worked together on other projects before, such as Kung Fu Records' TV show called Fear of Punk Planet. Ben Stiller makes a brief appearance as a passerby. He's wearing a black jacket and carrying a bag. I did not realize that. This is a reference to the video. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think that this explanation is a, is a, is a smidge off. Um... Only then the fact that that they write they they do write the best song in the world. Like they play that's what they that's what they play for Satan. Right. But like later they couldn't remember it. So they when they went to record, they just wrote they, this oh, thing. This yeah, is yeah. a tribute. tribute so the to song that, that song. they actually wrote yeah. is this is the song is it just a mm. tribute to that song because we can't fucking remember what we played. <laughs> and it is such a musician thing. Oh my god! Like I, okay, it's taken me. You know, riff. I've had a mobile device that's had recording on it for like at least ten years, <laughs> but it's it's taken me it like nine and three quarters of those years <laughs> to realize before you even pick the fucking guitar up, put this out right in front of you and hit record. Because yep. yep. <laughs> like, uh, so now I got everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, it would it's such a musician thing to do. You like come up with something. What the fuck did I just play? It was so yeah, good. Know. You know, I don't know what it was. Um, and it's a great video. So you have anything to add, Lily? Not to that song. Okay. No. Oh, this is good. We're having a good time. How's everybody good feeling? Time. Good time. Pretty good. Pretty uh, any good. comments that we want to address? Um, Mark Christian Jones says, Chuck Berry, my dingling. Oh. Well, well, you just sir? might be psychic there, buster. <laughs> I think somebody's been picking at my show notes. Did someone look at your notes? They was looking right down my backside. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, so here's the thing. Yeah. My dingling is on the list. (laughs) I think it's on all of our lists. It's not on my list. Oh, it's not? So we're going to talk about my dingling next. Your dingling? Yes. Specifically? Specifically. Specifically? Specifically. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, oh man. Yeah. I don't got, I won't have enough time to take a dump, but. Um, <laughs> getting to know you, getting to know all about you. And boom goes the dynamite. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So we're going to go ahead and take a, take a break. I'm going to play a, uh, the song Sun-Kissed Nerd Girl. This is uh, my uh, my brother who just had a birthday this week, by the way. Happy birthday, Keith the Hawk Hawkins. Happy birthday, Keith. Um, he's uh, just turned 27. Wow. I, was, I thought he was 25. Awesome. <clears throat> he's about to join. He hopefully Looks he won't 25. join the 27 Club. But anyway, shouldn't even joke about that. Um, but this is a song with, with Keith on drums and myself on pretty much everything else. And um, Chris Ruane from uh, Fist Fight in the Parking Lot uh, mixed the whole thing and made it sound awesome. So we'll be right back. Sunkissed Nerd Girl on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus Podcast. <laughs> Yeah. 
Lombardi, Keith, the Hawk, Hawkins, Chris Ruane mixing it for us. Um, Sunkiss Nerd Girl. Excuse me, I didn't mean it. Oh my. Scream into the microphone. Sunkiss Nerd Girl, check it out. <clears throat> uh, you can get more information about getting copies and things like that of, of this music by going to lulombardimusic.com. Uh, don't forget to check out rockrageradio.com and shout out to Wolf's Customs, uh, wolfscustoms.online, and Wolf's Customs on. Uh, Facebook, t- reach out to Chris and talk about getting some custom, uh, beautiful refinishing and artwork done on your musical instrument. <clears throat> so we are discussing novelty songs. Novelty. It's, it's very not. This was a very novel idea. <laughs> oh, Sing. sir. So um, I don't know. We do we talk about so many different things over the years. Um, I mean, music is eternal. It's endless. So you can always find new stuff. But like, this is just one of those things. And I like the idea this is a part one. Yes. Because, you know, we're going to want to read plenty of songs. And and if you guys like stuff, if you like a particular topic, like let us know. We'll do, we'll find another way to do like a part two, part three, you know. 
You know, you know, uh, uh, Randy versus Eddie, the rematch. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, you know, I, I have to say, I want to, before we uh, get back into it, I just got to say something. Mm-hmm. There's a certain guy who in, who I love. This, is, this guy is awesome, dude. Thank you. Really good guy. <clears throat> but he seems to take offense at when I do a podcast that's this versus that. Oh, yeah? Like, oh, you know, really? he's like literally like... Huh. Like it's a like I'm really like uh, promoting musicians competing in that way against each other. Which, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Who is it, Nikki Six or Eddie Vedder? It's um, <laughs> it's just an easier way when you only have so many characters to fit into a space on a freaking computer screen mm-hmm. to write verses instead of compare and contrast Eddie Van Halen <laughs> and Randy Rhodes. Like, you know what I mean? That's the more, you know, that's, but that's really what we're doing. We're just saying verses because it's just the right. most it's just, yeah, it's simpler. It's yeah, simpler. And it's, it does have a, it's a, got a little clickbaity thing going on too. It's fun. Just kind of zings it up a bit. Um, but if you listen to any of those podcasts, that's really what they are. Like yeah. they compare and contrast, compare and contrast. That That's all. And then we all, we, we may offer our personal opinions and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're really trying yeah. to like, you know, you know, you know, so anyways, um, <clears throat> I know some of you are very sensitive. Um, so what, it, so Lily, you got something else? I do have something else. Miss V6. I have itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow. Oh, that's bikini. so good. I like that one. Yeah, that's uh, cool. <laughs> novelty song telling the story of a shy girl wearing a revealing polka dot bikini at the beach. Uh, the English, there's many. Oh, languages. Lord Jesus. I know. Oh my. The, there are a couple. Lily, this is a family show. I'll not oh have that kind of talk. My. There are a couple versions, but the English <laughs> version written was written by Paul uh, Vance and Lee Pockris and the first, and it was first released in June of 1960 by Brian Highland. <laughs> Bones. You know you like Brian, don't you? Don't you, Bones? With an orchestra like conducted by John Dixon. Yes, that dick. The Highland version reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100, selling a million copies in the United States, and was a worldwide hit. The story is told through the three verses of the song, um, as follows: The young lady is too afraid to leave the locker where she has changed into her bikini. Number two, she has made it to the beach but sits on the sand wrapped in a blanket. Hey. <laughs> Number three, she has finally gone into the ocean, but is too afraid to come out and stays immersed in the water, despite hey. the fact that she's turning hey. blue to hide herself from view. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time when bikini bathing suits were still seen as uh, too risque to mm. the mainstream, the song prompted a sudden takeoff in bikini sales. It is credited as being one of the earliest contributors to the acceptance of the bikini in society. Uh, the early 1960s saw a slew of surf movies and other film and television productions that rapidly built on the song's momentum. I hate you. Yes! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it is a fun song. It's a great song. It is a fun song. It's a great. It's. A, I think that that needs to be followed up with one with one of the ones you you were telling me about, Miss Pittsburgh Kevin. What? What? I think the song that goes right with itsy witsy bitsy titsy witsy titsy witsies. Holy is the is the purple people eater song. Oh, there you go. So Lou. Yes. Hey Lou, let's talk about the purple people eater song. Song that, now, uh, purple people eater, not purple penis eater. It's penis eater. <laughs> did, I, did I say? Did I? <laughs> well, maybe maybe they start with the penis when they eat you. There it is. Oh. Did no, well, your you penis is purple. It doesn't make any sense. Purple. If they only eat purple penises, they're going to go hungry. <laughs> remember when we got canceled? Wasn't that fun? I remember that, that time. Fun. I, mean, I was already yeah. fired. You, think you were already it. fired. No, so but it was seriously, like, a short trip a, to the door. You know, we really should get on with it. Go ahead. All I'm right. not going to go. 
I'm on. not going to say purple penis either again. I <laughs> no, promise. No? Not, you're not going to say that again? <laughs> I promise. I will never say purple penis eater ever again. Thank you. Thank you for never saying that again. <laughs> All right. Song written by, uh, listen to this name, Mary Ryan Lou. Lou, you ready for this name? Sheb. That sounds like one of the three stooges that was rejected. It does. <laughs> actually, hey, boys, I'm Sheb. <laughs> no. Yes. No, you're not. He's a, he, he, actually, he was a stooge. Sheb Woolley. No, he wasn't. It gets even better. Sheb Woolley. He wrote the Purple Penis Eater. So oh, Sheb that. Smith. <laughs> Sheb he had a Jones. Purple Penis. That's why I wrote the song. <laughs> Sheb Woolley. Sheb Woolley. That's, like fun. that's fun Sheb to say. Sheb Woolley. That sounds like a, like a Yiddish dish. Sheb Woolley. Anyway. anyway. Oh, God, anyway. <laughs> Lily, please save us. Um, oh, you want me to read Oh, I thought, th- yeah. I have the thing here. I can oh, get into it. I got it. You, do it. Um, you just look like you wanted to move on. But this was Kevin's pick, and I think it's. A, I think this is a really cool song. Um, I remember having a lot of fun with this mm-hmm. as a kid. It was on um, <clears throat> when we were, um, uh, one, well, I can't remember which Christmas it was, but my mom bought us this record called Wacky Winners. There you go. And it had, all, had you mm-hmm. know, some of the songs that we're talking about tonight, and it had this song on it. We really loved From it. But the Purple People Eater is a song written and performed by Sheb Woolley, as Pittsburgh Kevin was telling us, uh, which is a novelty song to end all novelty songs. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few rare cases where a pure novelty made it to number one on the charts, for one thing. It's also unusually long-lived, popping up again and again in cartoons, TV commercials, YouTube videos, and film soundtracks. The song is notable for a confused impression people tend to get from it, which may be intentional. (laughs) The creature's full description is one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. But the lyrics make it clear that this is a creature who eats purple people eater, yet... Whenever anyone asks to depict the figure, they invariably make the creature itself purple. Yes. Uh, see, I so thought it was the creature's purple, but I he's really cre- eating yeah, people. Yeah, but wait a minute. I thought it was flying, flying purple people. What? No. That they, they were flying purples. You're right. You're right. The, the, I, oh, man. man. Wow. Kids. Did it ruin your whole just my mind childhood. is blown, dude. kids? Just say <laughs> right through no. your face. Wow, I'm right just there. really, I, I really, I you don't. Understand though? I'm not sure that I can 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 uh, continue. Are you okay? At this juncture. Mine is there it goes. There's the purple people. I mean, I just don't know what's going to happen now. Um, wow. I, I mean, I really, I'm completely beside myself. But I, I will, I will do my best. <clears throat> okay. The show must go on, as they say. Sure. So I will do my best to continue. Okay. I can't really believe. I can't really believe this that I get in public really? and talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> Sometimes it's like a little part of me steps outside of myself. And say, do you fucking hear yourself? <laughs> you hear it later, don't you? Yeah. You sound yeah. like a maniac. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. Let's 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 get back to this. Okay. Yeah. So when everyone, most people are asked to depict the figure, they invariably make the creature itself purple, suggesting that it will eat people of any color. Natural impression to get considering uh, the hail of adjectives. Incidentally, we also know that it isn't a one-eyed creature who eats one-horned flying purple people because the lyrics also have the creature playing rock and roll music through the horn on its head. And also it, is the creature itself who flies because the lyrics say it came down to earth. Oh, I'm like done. 
That's anyway, a, no, it's let's very, move on. It's, so, wow, so, we're so really in other words, confused. so in other words, what? So here, so here's here. Let me just let me just summarize. Okay. The lyrics are insanely clever. That's yes. what they're doing. It's like a play upon words, upon words, upon words, and um, it could be depending how you. That's why I'm. Confused. I mean, it's it's very. Yeah. Wow. You just need to see the movie. Yeah, it's. it's There's a movie. <laughs> there is. Wow. <laughs> um, it's in the film Contact. Yes, it go. is. Yeah. So, what? Right. Would it, would it, would the, what movie? It's the it's the Purple People Eater. It's a movie. There's a movie. Well, tell yes. us about it. <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was about twelve. I know Screech is in it from like. Well, Saved by the Bell. Sold. <laughs> I am there. Any movie with Screech in it. I'm there. I gotta I get just, I, just I, I, I need the. I hope there's wow. a Criterion collection. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm off to the exchange tomorrow. Purple People Eater from 19, 1988. A kid plays the old novelty song Purple People Eater and the creature actually appears. The two then proceed to help an elderly couple who are being evicted by their greedy landlord. <sighs> it's horrible, but you can at least understand what the creature but is. But Screech is point. in it. Screech is in it. Dustin Diamond. Ned Beatty's in it. <laughs> Shelly Winters is in it. Squeal. Oh my Squeal. Squeal. Screech. Screech. Screech like a pig. <laughs> Screech. Screech like Screech. a pig. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, there you go, Doogie. Pe- Peggy Lipton. Oh, Peggy. Chubby Checker. Little Richard. Holy cow. Thora Birch. <laughs> Thora Birch? Now you've sold it. Shub Woolley. <laughs> oh, I would hope he's in it. <laughs> but Thora Birch is in it. Yeah, I'm Dustin there. Diamond. <laughs> That's like... That's some stripper, f- some stripper called gr- her, her. As if the, the the film wasn't already sold to me. Some strippers in <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> some stripper. Okay, <laughs> some stripper. She actually I'm might there. be a porn star. I could be wrong. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> oh no, I don't strip. I just do porn. Whatever. <laughs> it's an all-star whatever, cast. Whatever blows your dress up. It's an all-star cast. <laughs> I really hope that they have a you know, oh, <clears throat> you know, you know how they they show the. The, the clip at the at the Academy Awards. You know, I wonder what clip they will show. I didn't say it was a good movie. I said you would understand oh. the creature if but, you watched it. But I was looking oh. for a piggy squeal sound. To play, you know. <laughs> Just not you work. Screech piggy. Screech piggy. Screech piggy. Screech like a pig. Screech piggy. Oh my gosh, you guys are ridiculous. Oh Screech Lord. and piggy. Yeah. Sitting in a tree. Oh, Kearney. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Miss Piggy. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, my That's God. That's what he meant, though. I know. Lou, I think it might be your turn. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do one last one. We're going to wrap it up. Okay. I don't. I thought we were talking about 10, but I think that we went. We might have went over. <clears throat> we may have, like, overstepped. Probably 12. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we went 12. Um. In keeping with the tradition, I mean, yes. all the ones I have on my list are great. All the ones Lily has are great. Kevin, we all have, these are all really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this is a song unlike any song that has been mentioned thus far. This, of course, uh, speaking of uh, the classic. <laughs> yes. Big Bottom oh. by Spinal Tap. Do, 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 do. <laughs> The title refers to, you're going to get this, Lily. My bum. The oh. female behind. <laughs> oh. But not my bum. Also to the low, bass, heavy sound right, in the song. A, Nigel Tufnell's Spinal Tap says, historically, people love hearing low sounds, whales, orangutan, various creatures of the night. They all love a low sound. I'm glad we're mm-hmm. ending on a mm-hmm. normal note. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> 
the hell's the matter with these musicians? <laughs> Are they out of their goddamn minds? The answer is yes. Uh-huh. Yes, Alex. On this track, guitarist <laughs> yes, David St. Hubbins and Nigel Tefnell play bass, and bassist Derek Smalls plays a double-neck bass. Right. Leaving just drums and keyboards to enhance the sound. When Tefnell briefly left the band, they had the keyboard player double up his bass pedal to right. perform this live. He's got two hands. He's got two hands. <clears throat> <sighs> Conway Twitty had tight-fitting jeans, and Dr. Hook had she makes her my baby makes her blue jeans talk. But this was the first heavy metal booty song. Right. The lyrics are filled with sexual euphemisms, including the famous say. couplet, my baby fits me like a flesh tuxedo. I'd like to sink her with my pink torpedo. That's such... That's poetic. That's, that's a love song. <laughs> that is, right? It was originally released on their smell... The glove. I don't really want to. We're not forcing him to smell the glove. We're not forcing him to smell the glove. I got to turn that off, or we're gonna get sued. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, what Again, I was, yeah, um, what I was playing, my the music ended and um, other stuff started. Other stuff started. We great. can still talk like Spinal Tap, though. Yes, we can. Right. <clears throat> the uh, anyways, the song shout outs to current uh, novelty hits of uh, of the time, such as the Royal Teens Short Shorts and the Champs Tequila. Apparently, the creature Ooh. is also a fan of Little Richard as he sings something resembling Tutti Frutti. Uh, I am. In You're the back wrong. at the I'm back. Where are you going? Leader. Oh, Lily, save me! Please help us. <laughs> Send your tax deductible <laughs> dollars to oh Udini Rock and Roll Circus. <laughs> Yeah. Care of the station. There it is. Okay. Some, somebody, somebody put the wrong. Somebody handed me somebody the wrong Somebody did. Notes. Somebody Bones did. did it. Yeah, so Bones. He's, he's silent. I'm not saying. Yeah, shit. He, yeah, he knows. He, he ran. Who's been a bad? He went Bones. to go poop now. Who's been a bad? Uh, Harry Shearer, who plays, and some of you may know the name from The Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah, that's that does right, a lot of voice right. work. Uh, who plays Derek Smalls is a real bass player and often works on music with his wife, the singer-songwriter Judith Owen. Uh, Harry says the band has done a few different arrangements of the song, and they love playing it. Regard uh, regarding his bass aspirations, he told Song Facts, "I practice every day, and my real love right now is the upright bass, but I love playing." both instruments i live in a city full of great musicians i know where i am in that pecking order i'm fine with that i don't have any illusions i'm an amateur but i work hard and i've been allowed to get on stage and jam with some uh some great acts down here that's happened from time to time and i felt incredibly privileged and extremely nervous but i love to play spinal tap was the subject of the 1984 film this is Spinal Tap, which is directed by Rob Reiner, Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Harry Shearer, playing the band members. Yes. These four guys wrote all the songs for the movie oh, yes. and were used for the soundtrack album. In 1992, the band released another album called Break Like the Wind and toured to promote it. You're listening to the smooth sounds of Lundini Rock and Roll Circus. Hi, I'm Delilah. Wow. <laughs> and that just puts us into airheads with the same guy. So there's that. There you go. See? <laughs> sounds of the rain. Oh, my God. Anyway, so those are novelty songs. I hope you guys had fun with that. We have fun kind of no matter what we talk about, right? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> we sure Correct. do. I'm not going to lay any heavy trip on you guys this week about anything. <clears throat> you know, good, good times. Good times. Um... Oh well, this is kind of a bummer note. But on this, what? in this day in yes. 1959, oh. Buddy Holly was buried in Lubbock, Texas. Oh. His tombstone reads Holly, 
the correct spelling of his given surname and includes pictures of a guitar. Hmm. Uh, that's sad. That's hmm. sad. Get right, rest cry. in peace, buddy. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe like they should get Spinal Tap to play or something. Cheer I him don't up. Know. That's a good idea. That would cheer him up, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, there, there's a scene in the movie where they go to Grace. They go to Grace. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this uh, this day in 1959, New Orleans blues guitarist uh, guitar Slim died of pneumonia. So oh, far, you're just a are, bummer. Uh, this is just Holy like a piece cow. of shit. I apologize in advance wow. <clears throat> for what I just said. I can't. I apologize in advance for what I just said. <laughs> Somebody needs well, a nap. Get, get it out of the way. Somebody it's needs a nap. A, it's been a great day. Oh. It's a good feeling to know you're alive. It's, it's such, such a happy feeling. You feel it inside. The first right. Beatles song single, what? Please Please Me, was released on this day in the U.S. on v, on the VJ label. The Beatles did something on this day? Yeah, 1963. You don't say. Wow. <laughs> and then a year later, Pan yeah. Am Flight 101 was greeted by over 5,000 Beatles fans as it arrived in New York's JF Airport, bringing the Beatles to the U.S. for the first time, causing uh, riotous scenes the as they touched down. Only 5,000? Um, yes, we do. <clears throat> um, there is a um, yes. great story. Uh-huh. And if I don't know how Pat the Caesar's health is, but I would love to have him come on and tell the story. Oh, because yeah, yeah. Pat the Caesar, who was a promoter at this time in the in the mid '60s, um, uh, wanted to bring the Beatles to America one year before he had heard them. He thought they were great, <clears throat> and um, they uh, they the, the promoter that he talked to when he called over there was like, ah, whoever it was, whoever answered the phone was like, oh, they're, you know, these guys, they're not, they're not interested in that. Like they're going to be over in a year or so anyway. So like, <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't want to play. He's like, he says, I love you guys. He says, I think this will be really big. He says, I'm a promoter here in Pittsburgh. I would love them to this to be the first place they come to mm-hmm. and everything. Like, nah, 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 you know? And, um, a year later, it was like the biggest record in right. the world, yep. and so he called him. He called him. He called him back, and nobody got back. Nobody got. So somehow it got through the got back to John and Paul. What had originally happened? happened? They were pissed oh, I off. bet. And so they so they got back to him. They kind of gave him whatever he earlier. wanted, wow. and they made the whole they made Ooh, the whole thing mm-hmm. happen with him. You know? Yeah. And yeah. It's, it, but there's a lot of details to it. It's very there, the way he great, tells the story. It's a, story. It's, a, it's a much longer yeah, story. Yeah. It's it's really really fun. Um, but yeah, the Beatles come to come to America. Um, Robin Maurice and Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees oh. returned to the UK after living in Australia for nine years. And that really isn't. That's you're scraping the bottom of the barrel there. Uh, this is from this day in music. You guys got to get your shit together. Come on now. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Uh, Doors singer Jim Jim Morrison was arrested for drunk driving. No. With no and license. no license. <laughs> well, that's... well, well. Wait a minute. You can't really arrest somebody for drunk driving if they don't even have a license. It's correct. Like he doesn't right even have a license. How can you? Bl- How does he even know How he's not supposed know. to drink and drive? He's he not got, a licensed driver. He's got no license. Yes. So there you are. Your Honor, I rest my case. <laughs> Don't you wish I was I'm your never attorney? bailing you guys if you out. Want, if, you get, if you get a DUI, call me. I'll fix you right up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I can just see you two in jail, and I have to come and get you. Be like, fuck now. 
<laughs> Let her, no. No, seriously, Lily, please. <laughs> How about some This Day in Music stuff that's actually about music? How about that? Shut up. The All right. Who recorded Pinball Wizard at Morgan Studios, London, oh. England, this day in 1969. The song is one of the band's most famous live songs, being played at almost every Who concert since its debut live performance on the 2nd of May, 1969. The track, which featured on their 69 uh, rock Opera album Tommy was released as a single in '69 and reached number four in the UK charts, 19 in the US. And no matter what its chart placing is, it's immortalized. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. <clears throat> this day, in 1970, Led Zeppelin scored their first UK number one album with Led Zeppelin two. Mm. Has songs like "Whole Lot of Love" on it. I don't know, maybe you ever heard that song. I don't know. Nah. I don't know that one. On uh, this day in 1970s, yeah, I thought the song was more like a 60s song, but it's this is from the 70s. Uh, Shocking Blue went to number one on the U.S. Singles Chart. Do you know what song, Pittsburgh Gavin? No. Venus. Oh. Oh. Shocking I know that song. Blue. I thought it was Banana Rama. <laughs> yeah, well, Banana Rama did it like Banana Rama. 20, 25, 25 years later, they redid it. That was a cruel summer. <laughs> oh, my God. On this day in 1976, like this is such a great song. This is one of the songs that has very clever, very clever lyrics. Yes. Paul Simon's started a three-week run at number one on the U.S. Singles Chart with 50 Ways to Leave Your Life. What year was that? 1976. Holy cow! I wasn't even born yet. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, for you uh, music uh, geeks out there, on this day in 1979, Stephen Stills became the first rock performer to record on digital equipment in the Los Angeles recording. Record plant studio. Excuse me. Wow. Ah. Oh, uh oh, it must be good. Everybody roller skated to celebration by Cool in the Gang. There you I go. even did. Yep. <laughs> well, yep. see, there you go. Started a two week run at number one on the U.S. singles charts this day in 1981. Uh, on this day in 1981, John Lennon was number one on the U.K. singles charts with Woman, owed to his wife Yoko Ono. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, did I do that out loud? You right. did. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys remember George Michael? Yes. Yes. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Amazing, very soulful singer, British singer. This day in 19... Speaking of soul, on this day in 1987, he had teamed up with Urethra Franklin. Wow. <laughs> oh. No, sir. <laughs> sir. You're a pisser. Good day. You are a pisser, sir. Uh, they were number one on the U.S. singles. And I was just thinking about this song the other day. I knew you were waiting. I knew you were oh, waiting yeah. for me. That's right. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Urethra. Lord help us. <laughs> I always love it when rockers are like loud and disruptive. No on this day in 1994, Blind Melon singer Shannon Hoon was forced to leave the American Music Awards ceremony for his loud and disruptive behavior. I mean, I love no. it. I could see him. That's what rock and rollers no. are supposed to be doing. Not bitching about freaking Spotify. No. <laughs> loud. This is loud disgusting. Oh, oh yeah, I remember this song. I thought this was a cool song. Blondie got on the charts again in 1999 uh, with this song, Maria. It oh, was, yeah. And it was a number one single in the UK. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, they did release a video, and um, 
Y.E.P. played it. Did they? Yeah. Okay. It was really that by that time, like Blondie kind of started to fit that sound, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, that, that sort of thing. I think we have some birth, birthdays. Birthdays. Birthday. Birthday. Earl, Earl King. Earl King. Um, excuse me. Earl King, New Orleans blues guitarist, wrote, Come on, let the good time roll. <laughs> uh, covered by Jimi Hendrix and Stevie uh, Ray Vaughan, died. Uh, on the in uh, in, six, in, uh, in 2003, but he was born in the state of 1934. Mm. King Curtis, uh, oh, sax wow. player. Happy sure. birthday, sure. King. the King. Uh, the King. Uh, Jimmy Greenspoon, organist with Three Dog Night. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Alan Lancaster, bassist with English group Status Quo. Happy birthday. Oh, all right then. First band in uh, at, at Live Aid, Status Quo. Oh. Yes, look at that. I know some trivia. <clears throat> Steve Bronski from the British group Bronski Beat. I think that's a great oh, name. Wow. I always love that name. Uh, had a number three single in 84 with uh, Small Town Boy. Happy birthday. Oh, oh, this yeah, guy. Oh, like, oh. This guy is like one of the biggest people who was ever in music. Happy birthday to Garth Brooks. Wow. Mm. Yeah, one of the like. Biggest selling art, me. literally, uh, literally Sorry, in pop music, like legendary. Pretty on. I mean, you know, it's not eh, my particular cup of tea. Everything I he like does. some of his stuff, but yeah, I, I got to give the nice boy. That who, who, who can't sing along to Friends in Low Places? That three uh, three people can't. <clears throat> uh, happy birthday to keyboardist uh, David Bryan, the man with two first names. Uh, uh, played uh, keyboards on "Living Like a Prayer," "Living Like a Prayer," "Living on a Prayer." Close enough. We Living are. like a prayer. We know what you're talking Living about. Living like a prayer. Oh, Sully Erna, guitarist, vocalist for Godsmack. That was a good rocker. Oh, there you go. That's a good rocker. Rucker. Sure. Rutger. There, there, what? Rutger. Rutger. Hardly know her. <laughs> Wow. I can't even stand Sorry about you. that. What? Ah, I was waiting for you to say that all day. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just how I, I show my love, guys. I can't stand you. I can't stand you. It's either I, I hate you, I can't stand, stand you. you. Yeah. Or you just I never say nerds. I love you. No, you, you are never, nerds. You never do. Nerds. For as often as we say we love you, you never say it back. To because us. it doesn't mean anything. When I say wow. I hate you, it means something. Oh. Wow! What? <laughs> what kind of crazy? You obviously don't read that? my Facebook. You're woman. not on Facebook, so it doesn't no, make yeah. any sense to either of you. I, I just not. I see some of your stuff. Oh, I I'd like to see some of your stuff. Oh, thank wow. you, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. What did you? Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you have? What did you have? Like, don't pat me on the head. I'm not a three year old. I'll fucking kill you or something. I'm short. Don't pat me on the head. Wow. I'm not a three year old. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. I'm a scared. I'm a scared now, everybody. That was funny. I I seriously don't. <laughs> uh, is there anybody wants that needs any help has any questions comments that we need to know? <laughs> everybody's now saying I want to pat her on the head <laughs> I, what I posted was I always say you're annoying or I hate you to the people I actually like you just gotta understand my love you're weird <laughs> well thank you um, they're coming Fuck. to take me away uh huh yes <laughs> to the funny farm and there's very little music in that <laughs> that's a that's a really it's like a drum <clears throat> yeah. it's yeah. really kind of haunting and weird yeah <clears throat> Why are we talking about it? It's kind of strange. 
But there's a whole bunch. Uh, bunch. It's I, a novelty I didn't song. know. I didn't know if somebody's birthday related to that song. No, he's, today. Oh, he's reading just, comments. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, it just We're says Facebook brought... user. I'm sorry, I can't see you. I will look for it. Uh, Gene Gunderson. Oh, Gene. Oh, yeah, Gene Gunderson there. Gene, you know. uh, Tammy, Facebook user, Facebook user, Facebook user. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> we are actually broadcasting from the, the crowd goes farm. wild is Chris Jamrock. Who else we have here? I don't know who the rest of those people are. Uh, Bill Damiano's Hola. 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 Que pasa? <clears throat> but th- there's so many. I don't want I want to talk about too many, but there's the whole bunch. I have some there's on my so list many. we never even talked about. I have about. about five more on my list that we didn't even get to. So yeah, we, we've got plenty of yeah, time. Yeah, we can, we can come <laughs> back to this topic anytime you guys uh, feel so inclined. Uh, next week, um, we're going to be talking about our album. And, um, boy, like everybody wanted Led Zeppelin to like reunite and do something. You know, they all want, everybody was like, but they never like till way, way later when they did that, um, you know, after the Kennedy award or whatever that was Uh that they got the Kennedy center thing. Um, and then they went, they did like three, four shows, you know? Yep. Um, and, uh, so, so the, we never really got that, but they did do Walking into Clarksdale and with Jimmy Page and Robert Plant together. And it is a, a really good kind of like Led Zeppelin 25 years later, mm-hmm. you know, you know, kind of what they might be doing. <clears throat> and um, so we're going to be getting into that. Yeah, I saw that tour. Oh, you did? Oh, look sure at did. you. Show I off. still have my ticket. I'll bring it. Ooh. <laughs> show the audience. Yes. It was my very second concert ever on July 1st, 1998. Yeah. Wow. So we're going to get into that and kind of how that project got off the ground um, because there was, uh, they benefited from um, some, some of the, like the, like some of the newer bands like um, Stone Temple Pilots and mm-hmm. Soundgarden saying that they were, you know, influenced by Led Zeppelin. Right. <clears throat> and it people started there started to become a an, an an interest and they found a way to pull it off in a very graceful way they didn't look and sound right dated or whatever they just they did it a very cool thing cool so um the other thing the other the, the, now this now I know everybody get pissed off but another fun um thing would be to do would be Walking into Clarksdale versus. <laughs> don't even say it. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? Don't even say anything. I'm going to say versus pa- Page and uh, um, versus uh, uh, Coverdale Page. Shh. Did you imagine? Why that? do you want to get people all pissy? Why? Why? Wow. Yeah. That's a good record. I love Coverdale Page. That's a good record too, man. Do you know that record, Kevin? No, I don't. That's really good. You're gonna be. You're gonna get people all pissy. They're gonna be yelling at us. They all gonna throwing be yelling at us. Eggs at I, will, I will turn the Facebook off. At it, this. <laughs> it, uh, throwing eggs at us. I think it'd be fun. Maybe I'll just put a post in the group, and then we'll talk about the bloody results. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, guys, you've been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You can find us at ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Or uh, LouLombardiMusic.com. The music that you've been hearing in the background and all this, not this. Apparently, Jimmy Hendrix keeps wanting to play on my podcast, which I do really appreciate, Jimmy. I, I really nice do. But um, we can't have you doing that. We're going to get in trouble. 
but in any case, the music, um, the music you've been hearing in the background and stuff like that, if you're interested in that, you like that, um, get a hold of us at uh, LouLombardiMusic.com. And there's a lot of cool benefits. You find out about new stuff coming out, all kind of cool things. So check that out. Uh, RockRageRadio.com. Download the app. And don't forget, if you are a musician, check out getting a uh, very artistic, beautiful custom paint job done on your musical instrument uh, by Wolf's Customs. Find them on social media. Uh, Lily, go ahead and uh, fill us in again on what you have going on. My show on Thursdays is Hot Licks with Lily Six. Uh, RockRageRadio.com. Get the free app. Um, it's on at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I have an interview with Greg Fox with our Renaissance Rock Orchestra out of Vegas this week. So, And I am backed up on interviews after the Cat Von D, so I've got so many coming up. Wow. So X, many. X-Lax will fix that right if you're backed up. I'll Just use like that. that. Thank you. Thank you for the advice. <laughs> Sound. <laughs> it's novel. What a novel idea. It was a novel. It was so novel. Novel idea. Oh, and apparently I will be emceeing a show coming up um, at Ken Drew's uh, with RFL Records, MK Music, Sam Bone Pro- uh, Promos, Jeff Carlson Band, After the Fall, and Westlake. So oh, well, that is happening in April. That sounds groovy. I know. <laughs> so, but I am the rockinest diva of them all. Okay. So it says. <laughs> wow. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Thank you, uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Kevin. No, always for, a pleasure. For, for joining us as always well. Always a pleasure. Uh, you guys have a, a b- bones. He's flat on his ass. I, I don't he's know what he's doing. drunk. <clears throat> oh, no wonder I only have Speaking like of half a bottle of vodka left. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we will catch catch all y'all. And I do mean all y'all. All y'all. Alcohol. All y'all's alcohol. alcohol. On the neck, Ludini. Rock and roll, try. Oh boy. Have a good one. See you, be a holy prophet. Get a blessing off that you could fast for 50 days. You could shake hands with the devil if you like.